Hello, I'm John Mellis, and this is episode one of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. Cows Not Cow, it's catchy, right? And I promise you, before the end of episode one, I will provide you with a precise explanation of that title because it really depicts, well, everything the show is about, including its host's love of certain classic movies and TV genre. But more to the point, it will, over the coming episodes, specifically show how you can confidently, competently, add networking as a skill, something else placed firmly in your wheelhouse as a tool which can revolutionize the way you conduct your business and crucially, how much business you win. And for that, well, we'll need a champion, an expert in the field, someone who can say with certainty they are the living embodiment of what they preach, someone who's built a sustainable, successful career in business through the art of networking. It's the man behind this podcast, the director of Aberdeen Business Network, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. John, good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, now, for the benefit of our podcast listener, I'm going to be their representative, perhaps cautious, skeptical, generally resistant to the concept uh, of networking. I'll be honest with you, before I'd been in a networking environment, and even now, I haven't done all that much, the description of cautious, skeptical, and generally resistant to networking wasn't too far away from the truth so far as I was concerned. So it's not a giant leap for me uh, to assume that role. And over time, I suspect Andrew will be the guy who slowly wins us round and makes us converts, but I'll make him work for it. My interview technique will be Paxman-esque or, or Frost versus Nixon. I won't let him off easy, and he knows it. So today, what's going to happen is we'll take you through an overview of networking, what it is, how it looks, because... Obviously, that varies by pandemic. You know, one minute you can all be in the same room, the next it's posh tops and then jammy bottoms over Zoom. Yeah, we've done it as well. And um, we'll look at the various stages of networking, the before, during, after, and the ever after. So you get an idea for what it is and how it works. And most importantly, why it works along with why you should do it. And then over the coming weeks, we'll break that down into sections of how to do it best with all the hints, tips, and best practice. Plus, uh, we'll allay your fears about it all too, because I know that you have them. Everybody does. But as I say, first, we need to be convinced of the fact that networking is something that we need and want to do, where we feel the benefits will outweigh any costs. And I am a little skeptical because, Andrew, my understanding, my experience of networking, so far as I can see is, it's all a bit false, isn't it? People who perhaps I've never met, all thrown in this one room with a cuppa, encouraged to mingle. It's not normal. It's forced, isn't it? Like like real-life Tinder or speed dating. How does that end up with me making more money or winning business? You're absolutely right. It is like dating. It's it's, it's business dating, and it's got an awful, lot of, an awful lot of similarities. But in the same way that for, you know, for many dating works in the personal relationships, then you know business dating can can work as well. Um, networking can be you know can be strange and can feel a little bit unnatural, and, and it's something that we have heard you know a lot over the years from our from our networking delegates. Uh, they're put into the room with strangers. Yet a lot of us were told as kids not to not to speak to strangers. Then we've been told to, to go and do that, and it is very different in that if we you know are going to watch our, our football team, you know, we're going together as, as fans with that thing in common. Um, or if we're, you know, meeting friends in, in, in the pub in the, the pre and post COVID days, then again, we've got that in common. And what we'll have from when, when we go networking is we've got in common that we want to develop relationships, we want to hopefully try and help others receive help uh, and make that time worthwhile, worthwhile for our businesses. So in a way, yes, it is not uh, unnatural, 
but we all everybody goes networking, they know what they're going there for, and we have that that common ground, which is to try and develop new opportunities for ourselves and, and for our businesses as well. And the reason that business networking has lasted so long is because it works in the same way that yeah, that speed dating can work, business dating can work as well. Fair enough. I suppose I've heard lots of people say, mostly you actually, the idea of networking is to foster this sort of no like trust concept. So you meet, you get to know someone, you grow to like, and eventually you trust them. Uh, that's not happened over one coffee though, is it? How long does this take? It it varies and it is very rarely that it happens over the, the first coffee or the, or the first conversation. Sometimes you know, everybody can relate to this, I'm sure. Sometimes you just hit it off with, with other people and it's the same, you know, when we go networking or, you know, we've had some of our, our delegates say it just so happened they had a, an issue or a challenge or they're looking for a new supplier and there was somebody there with a solution and if they've developed a rapport with them quite quickly, then yes, that relationship does move quite fast. But in general, it, it takes longer and that's where the, the no like trust comes from. That, yeah, we're meeting somebody for the first time, maybe got a good impression at an event, then we meet for a coffee and we go into a little bit more detail again. You know, then we connect online. So there's there's no hurry with good networking, with good relationship building. And in most cases, yes, it does take longer than one chat or one coffee. And I suppose uh, the incentive of reaching the, the, the trust stage is that by the time someone trusts you or you them, you're in a position where you would do business with them or recommend them to a friend. Yes, yeah, it becomes a relationship that all parties can can benefit from in a number of different ways. One of which, yes, is the is the recommendation of them or their products or services to friends, family, contacts, etc. The, the reason that the expression "people buy from people" has lasted for so long is because it is because it is true, and that if we've got comfortable with somebody, there is that rapport. We've found out more no like trust are all developing, then inevitably we are more likely to do business, be that directly or perhaps then recommending them to somebody else. Should I be looking at networking as a type of marketing then, like a, a, a sort of longer term investment? Yes, yeah, it is is very much so. I believe that it's in it's it's got its own its own place, its own section, but it is a marketing activity. And I also believe that the the, the most effective networking certainly from what we've seen is that where it fits in, you know, with the goals of the overall marketing strategy. And in the same way that any good marketing agency, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily say, oh, you take out this one advert in this one publication, and that's going to do wonders for your, for your business. Likewise, one networking event will probably not do wonders for your business. But getting the right organization, the right format, and committing to that long term is highly likely that will then lead to benefits. Yeah, I'm just going to put this in the record, uh, just for the record, one podcast probably won't do it for your business either. Okay. <laughs> in upcoming episodes, uh, we're going to take you through everything you can do to uh, to maximise the effectiveness of networking so that by the end of these podcasts, you will be completely equipped to take on that world. Let's deal then with, with some of the most common questions about networking and some of the protests that sort of people put out there for not doing any. Uh, question one, Andrew. And we've kind of covered this a little bit, but let's let's recap. What is networking and why bother going? I believe that, that every time any of us hear the word networking, we should replace it with relationship building because that's what it is. Networking is conjure up images of, of stuffy, of pressure, of sales, 
and it isn't any of these things. The base, I've heard some good definitions over the years. I like business socializing. I thought that was very good. But the one that I use is chatting with others and developing relationships. And we do that, you know, in, in, all, in all walks of life and in, in so many different ways, you know, throughout our lives. Okay, a little bit, you know, less in, in pandemics, but still the chatting with others, the sharing information and developing relationships. And really that's the essence of, of business networking and networking events. The only difference is, as we talked about earlier, that people are being brought together purely for that purpose. But if we are going for a night out or it's a charity dinner or anything like that, that's still chatting with others, sharing information and developing relationships. The reason that uh, everybody, I believe that everyone should, you know, everyone should network is because of the range of the range of benefits that, that come from it. It's only we don't know, um, you know, we don't know who we're going to meet. We don't know what benefits there are going to be. We don't know what we're going to hear unless we go out, you know, and make that effort and hear it. But the more that we do it, then the more information, the more benefits, and the more relationships come back. I hadn't thought of this until right now. And I, I guess um, in, in a COVID environment, uh, the commonality that everyone has, well, I was going to say stepping into a room, but stepping onto, let's say, a, a business call then where you can see all the other faces on your screen, however you do it, whether it's Skype or Zoom or whatever. I suppose the commonality is we are all, universally affected by COVID. And if you've thought, what will I talk to someone about? Well, there's a, there's a starting point. How is this affecting my business? It might be a bit of a doom and gloom connection, but at least it's a connection. Yes. Yeah. And in the same way, I've talked to quite a few of our networkers over the years uh, and they've asked, is the weather a good topic to, to talk about? <laughs> and I believe that it is because we've all got that in common. And yes, of course, some of the, and online network events, virtual networking events just now, inevitably, you know, we're talking about, about COVID and the knock-on effects on, on all our lives. Mm. But we've all got that in common. And I believe that networking is even more important just now, even though it's in that virtual world and we don't necessarily get the same benefits of the hugs and the handshakes and being in the same room and all these things, that the, the additional benefits of, of relating to others, seeing to other people's, other people's homes, just becoming a little bit closer. Having some company, I believe that networking is even important, more important just now, and it's showing the full range of benefits, not just the, the business winning benefit. Here's another one. Business is great. I don't need to network. Yeah, that, that has been something that we've heard uh, a lot over the years, and I understand you know, why networkers or potential networkers would, would say that, and especially if due to for small businesses for, for operational reasons, they are so busy and the time commitment, and even though it's just the time commitment, the event itself is just two hours. That's a very precious two hours. And I, I completely understand that. However, we've got to try and first of all, you know, think ahead. If, if business is good, there's a lot of work coming in and the sales pipeline is good, that's great. But that's probably come from some networking previously for, for that to happen. And even if it wasn't networking that, that led to that, is, is your sales pipeline always going to be really strong. So I would encourage, even when people are busy and when business is good, if you then want to have more prospects and more business in the future, still try and find time for networking. But as I said, it's not just about the business winning, although that's a, a huge benefit. Networking gives the chance to, to find out uh, market trends, what's going on in your, in your sector, to just speak to other, you know, other 
salespeople or, or to business owners that are maybe got some of the same pain, the same challenges, maybe got some solutions. You might be speaking with potential partners or producers or suppliers. So I would always recommend, again, based on the experience of our clients and our networkers, to still always try and find a time for a small amount, a minimum amount of regular ongoing network, even network, even when times are good. Okay. Next, uh, this is maybe opposite sides of the, of the same coin here, perhaps. Uh, I didn't get anything from it, and people tried to sell to me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I have heard these two uh, quite a few times over the years, and I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to. That I didn't get anything from it, though, to be extremely clear about that. That is impossible. It's impossible to get nothing from a networking event unless you didn't speak to anyone. If networking is about developing relationships and it's about chatting with others and sharing information to build relationships, as soon as you have one conversation at a networking event, you've got something from it. But the more chats, the more sharing of information, the more developing relationships, the more you get from it. So unless you put yourself on mute, and I don't mean the many calls that we're on just now who all get caught on mute at some point, but if you, unless you speak to no one, then it's impossible to get nothing from a from a networking event. The experience, and we've all had it at network events at time times of being sold to, that does happen. It's been my experience. It happens on a very small number of occasions, but it does happen. And a number of reasons for that happening. It could be a, a salesperson with, with targets to hit. It could be a networker that's that, that's nervous when they go or they're not fully aware of, of why it is that they're, that they're going. So that does happen, uh, and but in some cases, the conversation can be turned around. It can be developed into a more two-way conversation. But if it's just one-way traffic, and it is just somebody trying to sell to you, then I would always recommend give them a chance to talk, but then when they draw breath, and they have to draw breath at some point, then that's a chance to bring that particular conversation to the end, because they are not there to build relationships. And if you are, that's not working. I've never, I've never been aware of anyone looking at me in a networking environment going, when's you going to breathe? When's you going to breathe? But there you go. It, it may well happen. I don't try and sell, though. That's the thing. It's just a, just a case of going along, as you say, and having a coffee initially. This is a good one. Um, it's full of small businesses. I went. Richard Branson was not in the room, damn him. It's full of small businesses, Andrew. What's the use of that? It's bound to be full of, of small businesses. If, if I think it's been 97 and 98% of businesses in the UK are small businesses. So therefore, if a general multi-sector networking event you know, was representative of business makeup throughout the country, then that's going to happen. It's a, a small number of exceptions where you'll tend to see uh, you know, populated by, um, by staff, by, by owners of bigger companies. The vast majority is going to be smaller businesses. And smaller businesses also tend to have smaller marketing budgets. They don't have the chance to then invest in huge advertising, you know, huge marketing campaigns that the big guys do. And networking tends to be higher on time and lower on the financial investment. So combine these two things, the vast majority of, of networking events are going to be populated by smaller businesses. And I would, I would discourage everyone from ever writing off small businesses, even if their intention is to speak to the bigger businesses. Because until you're chatting with somebody that owns or represents a smaller business, then you don't know what contacts they have, their neighbor, their partner, the person that 
the, the play football with, their client base, there's a fair likelihood, they say on average, everyone knows a thousand people. So there's a good chance whoever you're speaking to will know at least one, probably a lot more people from bigger businesses. You want to speak to bigger businesses, what better way than speak to smaller businesses and they populate networking events. And then I, I think I'm going to group this next lot, just bunch them together um, and put them under anything like uh, things will teach you to overcome over the yeah. next few episodes. This is quite a list of common reasons people don't network. You ready? Yep. I don't know what to say. What if no one speaks to me? Well, I like chatting one-to-one, but I, I get nervous in groups. It's all too stuffy and awkward. I'm not a morning person. There's nothing insurmountable there, though, Andrew, is there? No, no, I, I don't believe that there is. And again, having seen experiences of, of networkers over the years that very often start off with, with these concerns, but then we've been able to help them find a, you know, find a way through that. It, the, the nerves, as I said earlier, as we talked about, it's very understandable that told not to speak to strangers, the irrational fears that we can all have, that we go into a room, everybody's in conversation, everybody's confident, everybody's done it before, and the mind can start to, to whir, you know, quite a bit and start to go the wrong way about this. Certainly from the, you know, that list, yeah, I do believe nothing is insurmountable. And probably the one I want to highlight is to take the pressure off what we're going to say. And I believe it's the same for, uh, for the online world, for, for, for social media and the networking that we do there, is try and think instead, try and think online, what am I, what am I going to ask or how can I show interest in others? So if we are commenting on what somebody said online or we're asking a question about what they've said online, takes the pressure off what we're going to say and we're showing us in what, in what they're going to say. And I believe as, as networkers, if we want to be effective, rather than thinking, well, I have to get all my answers just, just right, what I'm going to say about this, what I'm going to say about that. Instead, ask good questions, and that's something we're, we're going to cover in future episodes. Ask good questions to show interest. And that takes the pressure off because it's about what the other person says. And of course, we want to be able to explain you know and highlight and maybe promote our businesses and i think it's worth spending time later you know on effective pitching but i think our priority when we go networking should be showing interest in others through asking questions and listening then on what we see it's worth saying as well maybe worth pointing out there's there's one of those what if no one speaks to me um from my networking experience Whenever you go along to something like this for the first time, it's a bit like you know going swimming for the first time. No one's going to just take you and throw you in the deep end. Uh, they're going to give you those those floats. They're going to teach you how to swim. In the same way, if you go networking, um, there will be what's known as connectors. I think, if, if my memory serves rightly, and they're, they're going to take you into the rooms, so hold your hand, and say, uh, "This is so and so. You might be interested because you know I understand that you both work in the in the same line." Uh, and, and they're going to help you in there, aren't they? are going to introduce you to people initially, from what I remember. Yes, yeah, there are probably three different groups that can, can really help with that. And the reality, it's, the reality is, is very, very, very rarely as bad as, as, as what we can all fear, that nobody speaks to us at all. Um, event organisers um, you know, should be aware if somebody's attending an event for, for the first time and may be able to make introductions at the start. Yes, and one of the event formats that, that we run, we have connectors, experienced networking delegates that are then allocated the first-time attendees to give them their first conversation, get them into future conversations in the event. Um, but also, 
over the years I've observed, the good networkers will always want to meet the new people. And the new people are often the nervous people. The good networker, uh, effective, experienced networker will know most of the other people in the room, but they want to meet new people as well. So I'd hate to say they're ready to pounce on new networkers because that is a little bit scary, but they will be looking out for new networkers because they want to meet new people. So I believe for anyone that's concerned that no one will speak to them, then it's very likely that if not the organisers, then some official or unofficial connectors and definitely the good networkers will want to speak to the new people. And here are some of the things that Andrew's going to teach you about overcoming weeks, uh, overcoming those pre-event nerves, how to join and start conversations, good networking questions, how to politely leave conversations without, you know, faking the heart attack or <laughs> without you having an aneurysm or something, uh, the art of pitching, how to follow up. So afterwards, you know, how to take it further and ongoing relationship building. And one marked here, Andrew, uh, called Cows, not cow, which I promised at the very beginning of the show uh, we'd explain before the end, and we will. It, it is after all the name of the podcast, Cows, Not Cow, How to Make Your Networking Really Work. But before we do that, um, tell me what our, our key takeaway points to remember here are. I think it's to, to start off with any time, especially for, for newer networkers, any time you hear the word networking or read the word networking, try and see it as relationship building. Try and swap that in instead because it's about chatting with others to share information and develop relationships. Also, that all good networkers you know, will want to, to welcome you know, and speak to, to new networkers and to take the pressure off that, that the ebb and flow of networking events means that it's impossible for us to prepare fully for, for every conversation. Take the pressure off ourselves by showing good interest in others, because it's only when we ask questions of others that we'll find out all sorts of different things and develop new relationships. And over the coming weeks and months, Andrew is going to take all that he's learned about networking over the years and tell you how to do it as well. It all starts in earnest next time um, when we look at the before part of networking, everything that you should be doing to prepare, because guess what? To make the most out of it, you don't just show up, as you said there. That's next time. But before we go, cows, not cow, what is it? And how does it specifically refer to networking? There's a, uh, a 1988 film uh, called Colours uh, that starred an excellent film, which I would, I would recommend. And it stars Robert Duvall and, and Sean Penn. And they play, you know, cops in a, in a, a tough part of New York. Robert Duvall plays the, the I was going to say sort of the old, grisly, wise cop. But Robert Duvall, even when he was young, <laughs> you know, played old, grisly, wise. Uh, and Sean Penn then you know, played the young, hot-headed, energetic Farrakhan, although Sean Penn's probably moving into the Robert Duvall roles now. But you've got the very experienced one and the inexperienced, and it's the extremely hot-headed one. Uh, and trying to get Sean Penn to, to calm down a little bit, the Robert Duvall character, um, tells, him, tells him a story. And the story that, that uh, many may have heard is about an old bull and a young bull. They're out for a walk one day. And obviously, I'm going to change the language. It's very slightly for this, just to be careful. <laughs> They come to the top of, top of a hill and they look down the hill and they see this huge, huge field full of cows. And the young bull immediately says, let's run down the hill and make love to a cow. <laughs> and the old bull says, no, no, let's walk down the hill and make love to all the cows. There you go. 
And I think that may be an adult analogy, but it's an excellent analogy for, for networking. It's not about charging in and saying, buy from me, because 999 times out of 1,000, that will not work and you'll do more harm than good. What it is, is it's long-term. It's about developing as many relationships as possible. And when we do that, the amount of support that we'll receive in the short and the medium in the long term can be hugely beneficial. To be clear, if you go networking and uh, you wake up in a field, that was nothing to do with Andrew. <laughs> I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us today for Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. If you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And that way, uh, you'll get the show every week with all the good stuff, the hints and the tips for free, exactly what you want when you need it. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or, or the networking scene in Aberdeen uh, in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. That's Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.